Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. If you listen on the Entail app, that's E-N-T-A-L-E, photos, links and videos of what we're talking about will pop up as you listen. Have a look. Hello, January people. Oh God, don't say that. I hate January so much at the best of times. Uh, this is not the best of times. No, it's definitely the worst of times. How are you, Em? Uh, hi, Annabelle. Thanks for asking. I'm absolutely fine, but uh, our kettle has uh, betrayed us and uh, betrayed me, actually. I'm taking it really fucking personally and, um, and has, has given up the ghost. And we are in a frantic search for a new kettle. And uh, there is uh, there's some stupid conversations going on, including the one about whether or not we should get a clear glass kettle. Whose idiotic idea was that? It's not mine. So, oh my uh, goodness! That way you'd see all the horror all the time. It'd be like a kettle with no skin. <laughs> be awful if just keeping it clean. Can you imagine if everything was see through and transparent? We'd be absolutely horrified. We could actually see through everything. Anyway, um, what lies beneath? Oh, I'm shuddering. Anyway, how are you, my lovely Annabelle? I'm absolutely fine. But um, have you ever treated yourself to a, or experienced the phenomenon of the bed jumper? Or have <laughs> I invented it? Anyway, I last week ordered a very, very oversized, very ugly yet cashmere jumper that I bought in a sale. It's a men's V-neck, so the V-neck is really inadequate and sort of like cho- slightly choky and not at all low or V-necky. Um, it, is, it is never to be worn outside the house and it's designed <laughs> to be punished. So it's designed to, you know, okay, so stains, sweat, oniony, garlicky smells, moth eggs, all these and more will soon be embedded forever <laughs> within the unflattering fibres of my of my bed jumper. It's kind of my answer to a bed jacket. Um, and, 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 and as such, it may, it may ensure that I never have sex again. Is that, is that a boon or is that a shame? God, you oh, I know. love you in your bed jumper. Well, I, uh, I've aged 20 years in the last year. Oh, my God. Do you know, I suddenly, and I think this must be an ageing thing, have a least favourite hob. I mean, what the fuck? I revile what, a least favourite ring on yeah, the hob? Yeah, like I actively have one that I'm basically like, I revile it, I resent it. I, you know, I've always had a favourite ring. Everyone has a favourite ring, right? Back, right, whatever. Um, Front, right, sure. But, <laughs> but, uh, but now I feel like a sort of decrepit, vicious maiden aunt when I look at it and I sort of, I hate it. <laughs> you said you look at it and you think, you, you fucker. You can fester there unused until the end of time. You will not get my money. You will not get my frozen peas. You will not get my attention. Exactly. And I think that how did we get to the point where I actually have a least favourite? It feels like I'm so trapped that I'm sort of taking it out on various appliances. So you've turned, a, you've turned a gas ring into an emotional punch bag. Yes, exactly. And fr- frankly, I, it's taking a lot of heat. Yeah. Oh no, that was terrible. But but yes, it is. That does feel like an old lady victimization. Um, I stroke my chin as I say that, and and I wonder if anyone else is battling a full beard or trying to angle a triptych of mirrors in a slightly complicated way to examine a potential turkey neck. Well, it's not even potential <laughs> turkey neck. It's absolutely gobble gobble. Um, or, or or worrying about having a fall or or, or wrenching your back. Um, I feel like at the start of lockdown, when we were young and full of hope. Back All my problems were, you know, pigmentation and a weak ankle. 
and now I'm 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 careering towards well you know limping towards um, a crumbling skeleton and a mobility scooter. <laughs> I, I think a red one. I've, I've thought about it. A cheerful, shiny, cherry red one. So, you know, you'd be I'll see you there. You'd be absolutely fucking demon on that mobility scooter. Imagine the road rage. I mean, imagine. Not road, the pavement rage. Um, I know, it's so weird that sort of fall worry, like, you know, you used to think when when there was all the snow um, alerts, I thought normally I would be like, woohoo! let's go frolic in the snow and now I think oh my god will that be the day that I irreparably shatter my hip I mean you know and who will care for me oh my god and then that actually if we widen the focus who will care for me oh god poor them whoever they are yeah. oh my god I've got to start making provisions what are the provisions anyway? well we, we could both of us start by writing a will what's what's wrong with us <laughs> I can't believe we're talking even about in the years. middle of a a, a, a global pandemic we haven't you know done a fucking online will just to <laughs> oh we've been talking about it for years paralyzed but in other news i've gone deaf i'm oh. sure of it i had a hearing test and they said no no you have perfect hearing but all i can hear is a sort of stress induced i presume high-pitched whining <laughs> you know what what did you say is my <laughs> it's my new what the fuck and i know that i'm old because i don't feel embarrassed about screeching what did you say four or five times until either i hear what they're saying or they give up whichever comes first oh you know actually what's funny about all this is or less funny or whatever is that having spent 45 years panicking and worrying about what everybody likes and what will make them happy and what will keep them calm and putting myself last and being needless and wantless, it suddenly struck me that I like what I like. So I'm not going to justify or compromise. You know, fuck a lot of them. Oh, let's see how that goes. <laughs> I sounded more confident than I feel about that. I believe in you. Um, <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yes, and after, you know, 45 years of, of refusing to go for a walk I didn't see the point of walk I, I'd run which I'm now too decrepit to do but I but I, I always find walks dull and pointless and now possibly to put something between me and the asylum I've started going for walks and I mean religiously do you know I think this walking thing we are walking 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 I mean we are alone we are being chased by our demons we're with another friend Walking with a friend who is in varying degrees of corona crisis. We're swerving all the other assholes out on the open path. I mean, honestly, I don't think I've ever, ever walked so much either. And I liked but, walks in the first but place. The, but also the walk index, the different flavours of walks, the sheer, you know, staggering, multicoloured variety. Who knew the walks <laughs> could be so various and myriad in their nature? Oh, yeah, like the stomp. So, um, I mean... <laughs> Maybe like me, some people have brought specific boots to stomp in my DMs, which I've talked about before. And um, and I'm definitely channeling these boots are made for walking. I'm listening to hardcore hip hop and rave or sometimes metal. And I am stomping, stomping, stomping to bring on the endorphins without actually running, which I don't think I can bear. I'm trying to stomp away the feeling of existential dread that greets me on the hour, every hour, like a sadistic Big Ben of emotions. Dong. I'm more of a stormer than a stomper. Yes, you are. The storm is different from the stomp because you're, try you're not trying to release endorphins so much as work off an emotional disorder that's sort of in full <laughs> flight. So the storm is, is pure focus. You know, you're storming away from the loss of your old life, the loss of your old body, <laughs> the frustrations with 
you know, all of us with this sense of emotional and physical confinement, storming away from all those weird, niggling, pointless, unhelpful thoughts that just prick us as if my own psyche has started Needlepoint as well as <laughs> me. By the way, my new Needlepoint catalogue just landed through the door. How aged is that? Um, but the storm, the storm at its very essence, it says it, it has, I am, I am here for a reason. You know, when you're doing the storm, you don't need COVID anxiety for people to stay away from you. It's written all over your face <laughs> and your gate. When I'm storming, no one comes near me, which is fine. My- yeah, God help them. God help them. I know. There's also the failed walk, which happened to me the other day, when it's basically, it's raining, it's cold, you don't even feel like crawling, let alone standing upright. You know, standing seems impossible. It's just too much energy. You're like, not today, Satan. And you you start and you go, oh, why did I even start this? And you barely get like 100 metres and then you head home. And when you're home, you're gripped with the most bum-clenching flood of regret and self-loathing. And you think, okay, tomorrow... Let's just eat our feelings instead, which is totally the opposite. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, I thought, I won't have dinner. I don't need to have dinner. <laughs> it's fine. I'll just have a grape. We, and it was fine until about 10.15 when I had a packet of chocolate rice cakes and a bagel. I'm going to have to walk a long way <laughs> to walk that off. Um, the therapy walk. Uh. You can always tell when two women are having a therapy walk because... They walk at a medium to slow pace, so it's not a storm or a stomp, it's not cardiovascular, it's just steady, it's as though they're on rails. They're staring at the floor, because everyone knows that you can share more personal information when you aren't looking in the whites of each other's eyes. Um, One is talking, the other is listening, and it's just so clear that they're mulling over a problem. You can feel the mull emanating from their walking bubble. Um, and you also know that if you go and say hello, then you're the arsehole in this. <laughs> so you storm past, you accelerate, storm past, and you sort of point madly at your headphones as if you're on a call, and everybody everybody is relieved. <laughs> oh, my God, those uh, calling walks. But when you are walk, actually on the phone. When you are actually on the phone. Do you know what I've been doing as well is that, you know, you... <laughs> You know you have to call everybody that you've ever known and you set aside an hour to have meaningful chats with the long list of people that you haven't called back within three to five working days, i.e. everybody. And um, because that's the funny thing about lockdown, isn't it? That you, you're either super quiet or super busy and sometimes a, a phone call feels like simply impossible because you're so depleted. So you, you you set aside the phone hour. It's intensely allocated. And when you call the first person on your list and they don't answer, your soul just disintegrates. <laughs> You're it's because you're convinced that you've been dropped, right? Yeah. You're because dro- how can anybody not answer? Because it's not like they're doing anything. They're all in lockdown. Exactly. So it's but quite emotionally risky to make a telephone call because, yeah, no, you I know, if you get dumped, stop. you get dumped. <laughs> just, yeah, so just stop. Um, and then there's the, <laughs> this is always a mistake, the worky walk, where you're trying to work while walking. You think it's a good idea to join a Zoom meeting while walking. And you're like, yeah, you know, I'm winning at life and I'm, I'm super keen. Where in fact, what it reads as is unprofessional, rude and a power play. And you keep tripping over things. And because of the wind, you can't hear 90% of what's been said. And, and you know, why did you bother? Because everyone just hates you now. <laughs> it's a bit like your old Italian boss who was so controlling and self-important that he used to host conference calls at 9pm in the bath. Fucking hell. I have to say, I did, story. I did one of those, Zoom, joined a Zoom and I thought, ah! And then, yeah, I'm in deep shame. Now I'm in a deep shame spiral about it. So thanks. Anyway. Um, and there's also, do you know what? 
It's, it's hard to tell which the worst walks, actually. The chillax walk. Now, that's a pretty bad one. That's when you're basically... Chillax in itself needs to be banned. That's a very bad word. <laughs> just, to, just to accelerate your spiral of shame. Chillax. I'm just, just going on my walk. I, my bum is clenching so hard right now. Um, not your teeth itching. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's basically when you're pretending to have a social experience. You know, like, oh, this is going to be... We're going to have a fun walk. And you have basically nothing to say. I have nothing to say. Do you have anything to say? Nothing I have no happened. conversation at all. <laughs> Who have you seen? No one. What have you heard? Nothing. You have nothing. Bye. And you try and dredge up some gossip from sort of terrible. You're practically talking this about... This morning in the park, I said, are you watching Married at First Sight Australia to everybody I bumped into? <laughs> I bumped into. Every, to everybody I bumped into. And they all backed away. Yes, because if they say no, then you literally, that's it, you're done, your avenue Dead is closed. Dead end. <laughs> so yeah. to me. And, um, and, then you, and, the, and then the worst thing is, is on these ones that you end up basically just judging people for their lockdown three infractions and, and you just feel horrible about yourself because you're basically, there's nothing to say except for, have you heard that so-and-so went on holiday or have you heard that so-and-so had dinner with someone? Yes, I mean, and I think say. Instagramming from holidays, not taking the temperature. And so-and-so <laughs> said they wanted to go for a walk and they promised they hadn't seen anyone, but I know they've seen everyone. And, yeah, I know those exactly. conversations. Oh, and it, no. it's, it's, it's basically, we become like 19th century promenading, not in a fun way, and, and, and with all the kind of exactly the viciousness of maiden aunts. Yeah, there we go again. The standing walk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this is don't you yeah, it just makes me feel sick is, thinking about is, it well yes we've talked about this this is that walk where you bump into so many people it's just sort of relentless they're, they're coming at you like one of those tennis ball machines pop 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 <laughs> that you just end up standing to one side of the path and you're you're trying to signal to other walkers that you're not having a cocktail party and, and <laughs> trying to signal to the police that you're not meeting up with millions of people but you just keep accidentally running into them and you're you're so frantic and you're so distracted about breath and vapors and droplets and everybody is getting too close and the clock is ticking and you need to get back from a meeting and it's eating into your walking time and does a full-on panic attack count as cardio it better <laughs> yes actually we'd be so fucking fit if that was true that maybe it definitely isn't i tell you what keep what's keeping me fit is uh, is the swerving the swerving that swerve walk. when runner's it, breath Oh my god! And they're so fast, and they hit you so fast. And the runners, what? Because they've got good. Because they've been running for a year. Oh my god! Yeah. It's like it's mad. And um, and you know, there's some walks where you basically end up swerving runners and cyclists at such a rate. Cyclists and cyclists are, are, are speeded up because they're lit within by righteous indignation. Yes, exactly. And but also some of them are new cyclists who are totally incompetent and therefore only fixated at going towards like some the baby object. giraffes. <laughs> exactly. So you've got this terrible combination. And then on top of it, you end up doing like that sort of funny walk. You remember that when the walking, the funny athletic walk from the Olympics, where you're where basically it's like as fast as you can get without actually you're basically <laughs> dodging things. And all you can think about is 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 the droplets again droplets droplets and i have to say i don't know what to do about it well you could do like my friend nick does and do massive fake coughing things <laughs> <laughs> which is awful that'll make then they'll be the ones doing the swerving yes fuck's sake that might actually get them out of your bloody because they don't seem to be able to avoid you but they might actually be able to circumvent uh coughing you Yes. Amazing how efficient you could be with your space management when I'm coughing. <laughs> God. Yes, exactly. This is it. Even talking about walkers is a bit turning into terrible judgment. 
talking about walking, 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 the addict walk. So basically you're 10,000 steps away from Walkers Anonymous. (laughs) You're just obsessed with how many times you can go round and round and round and round your tiny local park. Everyone's a bit worried about you because you may have bought special walking shoes. Uh, (laughs) You may be going late at night in the murdery park with headphones on. You may be going insane, but you, you can't stop walking. This is me. Mm. I'm so literally you went like, ten times. Normally, you do three times, and the other day, the other day, you said I'm going to go ten times around tonight. And I went, I really wouldn't. I, I didn't. <laughs> um, just, for the, just for the listeners, I won't let Emily look at her step counter because I know what will happen. And sometimes when I'm doing my obsessive walking, I also do. Um, I'm listening to kind of things that are happy making, like a bit of Madonna, some Prince, some Barbara, you know, some songs that are uplifting, but not too uplifting, stirring, but not too stirring. But sometimes when I've really got like a sort of walk on, I'd make the fatal mistake of thinking, this is my time. I'm going to use it to broaden my horizons as I walk around the park 10 times, not really. And on goes the worthy podcast or audiobook. And these are very miserable walks. I tell you a very miserable walk. Tell me. Is the needing to pee walk. <laughs> Does anyone else have a Pavlovian response whereby the moment they walk through the gates of the park, they need to pee? I mean, I do so many just in case pees in the morning and yet it doesn't work. And I just become increasingly desperate to pee and increasingly desperate to complete the walk. It ruins the entire experience. <laughs> and I probably will slightly wet myself as well. Um, and, uh, and speaking of, 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 uh, of leakage, what about the emotional walk? Where oh, you the crying walk. Yeah, where you basically just cry all the way around your walk, like a sort of French actress in a black and white movie, walking away her pain, carrying her agony through the Champs-Élysées, along the Champs-Élysées. It feels so good. And obviously the French actress looks so good in your head and you have never looked worse. No, or felt worse. No. <laughs> Exactly. It's not cleansing at all. It's odd, isn't it, this lockdown three, as we sort of know that, you know, it happened and we knew that abnormal service was resuming and we thought we knew what to do. And yet, how can something be the same and yet so different? Because here we are, locked down again, with no clear path out of it. Yep, there's the vaccine, but we, we don't have a roadmap, we don't have a timeline. It's like it's spring, except it's raining, and we're not adrenalised and we're not awestruck by the magnitude of it and we're not curious about our own resilience it's like I was saying this is a joke but it really does feel like a lot of us are making like bears in hibernation and just slowing our own heart rates down in order to survive as we just because we have had to learn to wait and wait and wait and as a result you know we're working more slowly we're working less efficiently because we're thinking more slowly and less efficiently um and we're just doing whatever feels easier we're not baking the bread we're not wearing clothes that need ironing we're just lying down is is a lot easier and the thing about abnormal service now is that it's um it's sluggish but it's reliable you know there are no surprises there are no thrills there are no highs there's just nothing to see here and it almost feels like a blessing that we can't see anyone because as you were saying about this with those difficult walks who who would I be if I saw someone what would I say would I even be able to read their faces engage their reactions or am I developing some kind of social disorder as this is going on and do I even care Mm. 
you know, and, and people are saying, oh, there will be parties, it'll be fun, we can get dressed up. In what? How? I mean, and how's, how's that going to work? So abnormal service this time round is now flirting with a sort of bedding in of, the, of that forever feeling. You know, the one you're meant to get when you fall in love, but much less sexy. <laughs> you know, is, the, is, is this it? And, and how much do we even care anymore? And indifference is so dangerous. You know, what if we're becoming indifferent to the prospect of normal service resuming? Where does that leave us? Well, <laughs> for a start, it leaves us totally fucking feral. Yeah, I mean... And not abiding by any of the normal rules. I mean, get up in the morning, you say? What is this morning of which you speak? Oh, are you referring to the extended daylight period of the night that's now designated to lying, if not in bed, then on bed, scrolling through your phone, pretending to work and, you know, watching YouTube compilations, dozing off a bit, feeling cold, picking a bit of something stainy and icky off your bed jumper, staring at the ceiling, just getting sleepier and then more confused and more sweaty. I mean, you know, the, when do the days start and end? And I'm sure that's why our sleep is so confused. Oh, God, yeah. I think time is just a man-made construct. And so now it's all completely amenable to our whims. So, you know, we eat breakfast food at one, lunches at who knows, whatever time is. There are thousands of suppers. Um, we eat, rest, eat, rest, rest while eating, snack, and then eat again. But, you know, that's it. And crying a lot. Yeah, lots of crying while eating, and 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 the you know, and plates. I mean, plate, that's a bit old fashioned, isn't it? Plates, plates are really plates are so plates are so twenty nineteen. You can just eat out of the takeaway box with your hands. Come on, you know, twenty twenty one. Can I tell you the other thing that I found improves almost everything is a hot water bottle placed securely down one's trousers, back or front, front. Oh. Cold out there, fuck's sake. <laughs> And not only that, to accompany the hot, hot water bottle look, I've also completely lost all my sense of hair washing maths. So, you know, before in the previous life, you'd be like, OK, I've got a meeting or an important dinner or whatever. So I'm going to wash my hair two days before because it looks really good then. Blah, blah, blah. Now it's like, when did I last wash my hair? Who the fuck knows? Was it yesterday? Last week? Maybe it was 2020. And shall I just go full stick of the dump? I can't even be asked at the moment to do my own roots. What would the to touch them up? Yeah, it's Let definitely the longest show themselves. Dope. Yeah, exactly. And all adult clothing has now been replaced by a staple look, which is child on its way to soft play, really. Just stretchy, <laughs> stretchy, stretchy, the gift that keeps on giving. Because as we know, elastic waistbands are for winners. <laughs> they really are. So I can just lie there quietly with my elastic waistband expanding, having a relaxing time on the sofa surrounded by crisp packets. Until, until, the tiniest creak <laughs> sends you through the fucking roof. <laughs> right? The doorbell. The doorbell! <laughs> it sort of explodes with malevolence. I mean, obviously, it can only be the murderer coming to murder, right? No, obviously. Who or else would it be? The, unless it's the police come to tell you that... <laughs> Everyone is dead. That's and the other but, and then you, 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 you pull yourself together, stop crying, open the door to remember it's Amazon with the positive thinking self-help book that you ordered. <laughs> oh, whatever. You know, the creak, the creak on the stairs is, there's basically one, only one explanation for the creak. It's not subsidence or the weird, improbably rich neighbours who are remodelling their basement for the millionth time. 
It is the spirit of negativity made flesh, the ghost of constant disappointment who has taken up residence and will now haunt you until the end of time. The ping of the microwave going off. Oh my God, oh my God, what's that noise? (laughs) Maybe it's an old smoke alarm that's run out of battery. And Emily, do you remember when you had a smoke alarm that beeped all night at irregular intervals until you tore up the floorboards with your own hands and it was there? Yeah, no, absolutely. It would be left there by previous owners and I honestly destroyed the house looking for that fucking sound. Yeah, oh my God, smoke alarms with dying batteries. Um, Ping, is it another what the fuck now zap? Does that work? Another group on WhatsApp, they do more harm than good. Oh no, it's the microwave. <laughs> Heating up depressing leftovers for your 11.15am lunch. <laughs> I love my 11.15am lunch. Um, oh my God, the other thing that really creeps me out and sends me mad is when the shower comes on unexpectedly. And what you, is that about? Well, I just always go, oh my God, it's the murderer giving himself, you know, or herself, we're not sexist, a good wash before he or she murders you. I mean, you know, and I fucking hope that he, she doesn't use the nice aromatherapy associates oils that I got for Christmas. Yeah, because then you just have to murder them back. Fucking hell, kill me again. Okay, here's a sound for you. The sound of the phone not ringing. (laughs) Oh my God. Because you are so alone. (laughs) And because you will always be this alone. Because everyone knows about that awkward thing that you said. And so now everyone hates you and you are a social pariah. And that's probably a good thing because you are so unworthy (laughs) and you're also about to be murdered. I'll raise you another sound. The phone ringing. (laughs) (laughs) How fucking dare it? Who even calls or leaves a voice? What's wrong with them? I don't know. What is this? 1999? Oh, God, I fucking wish it was. I know. It was fine. But at least we're having a laugh in our aged bodies with our failing eyes and ears. And we hope, we hope, we hope that you guys are holding on. And we send you so much love. So much love. Oh, my God. And we will see you next week for more Lockdown Lunacy. (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye, everybody. You've been listening to Annabelle Rifkin and Emily McMeekin of The Mid-Alt. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe. And we'll just leave you with this thought. Thoughts are not facts. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.